This is the Feminine Genius Podcast, a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. Vivian Body's artwork is instantly recognizable and beautiful. As she prepared to enter into a new season of her life as a mother, she started Garden of Her Womb, an Instagram account where she shares her artistic journey. For Vivian, it is a way to share her reflections on faith, life as a mother, and her growing relationship with God. In this episode, Vivian and I talk about how she got into art, what inspired her to go public with her artwork, and how she's seen her art as a vessel to grow closer to God. Hello, Vivian. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I almost had to catch myself and say good morning because it's morning for you, afternoon slash evening for me. Uh, And I'm just so grateful to technology for giving us this opportunity. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Like, Like I said before, Rachel, like the work that you're doing is so incredible to give people a platform and just I think everybody has a story and I think it's wonderful that you are giving everyone a platform for that so thank you to you oh thanks so much yeah so I'm sure listeners you know your ears are not deceiving you there is a a beautiful (laughs) accent and I know we were chatting about that before we got going but maybe Vivian for those who don't know you would you be able to introduce yourself and maybe share a little bit about who you are and what you do yeah sure um my name is Vivian I am a wife to an amazing man named Dominic and uh, we're both parents, recent parents to a little boy named Louis. He is 10 months. I'm also an artist and I'm a teacher here in Sydney, Australia. So yeah, I'm the artist behind Garden of Her Womb, which is sort of a creative journey through my Catholic faith and my motherhood. So all the things. (laughs) (laughs) That's so beautiful. And yeah, Australia is one of those places that I would love to, to come visit one day. As many listeners know, I'm coming in from Canada. You mentioned Garden of Her Womb, and I am so excited. Like, that's exactly what we're here to talk about. And of course, so many more things, because you mentioned that it's really a a beautiful artistic and creative journey just to really share your art, your work, but also this relatively new vocation of yours as a mother. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it just really started as like a space to share what what I was feeling internally in that Mm -hmm. interior life. And um, it was just really got to a point where it's just bursting at the seams so I just had to share it and that's just sort of how it started but um it's amazing to see where God is taking it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so maybe before we we start there I would love to rewind a little bit because you mentioned that it's a like you said it's that beautiful journey to see how God has moved through this deepening of your vocation. Mm. But in terms of your faith journey, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Like, have you always been Catholic or how has that journey played out for you? Yeah, so I was raised Catholic. I've always been Catholic. And I know people talk about reconversions Mm -hmm. if you're a cradle Catholic. And I don't know if I can say that I had a very specific moment of reconversion, but um. Yeah, I just came from a very loving Catholic family, very broken like all families are, mm-hmm. but um, also very, very loving. And I have five older sisters and one younger brother. 
Wow. And the four older sisters are actually mothers themselves as well. So I became an auntie when I was 12. So my, I know, crazy. Um, uh, so my mom has like 21 grandchildren. And so I grew up sort of surrounded by babies and children and all things life. And it's just such a blessing, so beautiful. And so, yeah, I always had a relationship with God, uh, I would like like to say, but um in terms of it going deeper, you know, I think Rachel, you would know, like our faith is is a person and and that relationship with him only grows. And I think that he reveals himself to us at different points in our lives in different ways, depending on where we are in our own hearts. So um, that's really how it happened for me. There's there's been multiple moments in my life where God has revealed himself and I've had uh, maybe more prevalent encounters with God. But I think it, early on, like it really just came out of a place of discipline and, and obedience and, and it really grew from there to a more personal relationship, I, I would say. And I, even I think anyone listening who is maybe married would understand that when you marry a person, it's very similar because you think you know them and you, you think you know them when you marry them and then you, you just learn so much more along the way as you grow together. So, um, yeah, like uh, just different points in my life, God has revealed himself, if, if I can say, yeah. Hmm. And I wonder if you could speak more to that phrase that you mentioned right at the beginning there, faith is a person. And I think you also allude to it too with the beautiful vocation of marriage that you've entered into with your husband, just how there's always so much more to learn. And even for ourselves too, I think that anyone listening to this, you get to a point where here I am in my mid-20s, I think I know everything I know about myself. And yet, right, the Lord will reveal something new to us. And I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit more because I find that to be really beautiful. Oh, absolutely. I think that a lot of people might assume that our faith is a debate or it's a, it's a set of rules or et cetera, et cetera, whatever your disposition is. But I think that once you understand that God is a person and he's three persons in one and you can have a relationship with each of those persons in such a unique way, mm. it changes everything. It really does. And for me, I've had such an interesting encounter with each of those some more prevalent than others, you know. I think of Mother Teresa, she, you know, she heard the voice of God and then she went into that darkness of the soul for years. Like, yeah, look, the most recent and the most prevalent sort of encounter with God was um, actually when, when I was in hospital. I think Louis was just born mm-hmm. and it was day four of being a mum, of having a baby, of all the things. Um, and I had just this sort of revelation in hospital where it was the day that we were taking Louis home mm-hmm. and it was the very early morning. The sun was rising. It was a beautiful sunrise. I just, yeah, I'll never forget it. And I just felt this overwhelming sense and this overwhelming presence. Call it baby blues. Call it what you like. But um, just overwhelming presence. And then I remember reading just the, the gospel of the day was um, whoever receives a child in my name receives me. Oh, wow. And that was the passage of the day. And this moment and this encounter with um, it's just a really fatherly presence, almost as if he was saying, like, I'm so proud of you. And he was like that sense and that excitement that you feel of, of taking Louis home today. That's exactly how I feel about you, mm. about taking you home to your home in heaven. 
And he was like, you, the husband sleeping next to you, the baby in your arms, I want to take all of you. And it was just, I mean, everything sort of, <laughs> I mean, it just shook me completely. And again, that's just one encounter. And I think it just came as like a fatherly presence as God the Father talking about those three persons in one. Because I did lose my father when I was 16. So I just have this really special intimate relationship there. But um, yeah, and then again, that was another encounter with God and a real soul-shaking moment. I think there's multiple in your lives. I don't think it's one thing that really sets you apart. Mm-hmm. But um, that was one that really stands out to me as the most recent. Oh, thank you for sharing all of that. And the example that you chose there, probably the most recent as at the time that we're recording this, but I love how it also reveals, first off, like a a real truth of who God is, but also a a deepening reminder, I guess, since you mentioned that you lost your father at at a relatively early age. And then to see how God has not paved over it, of course, not at all, but certainly has really preserved you and protected you and and just oh man like it's there's so much depth to it so thank you for that I was not expecting that at all but thank you yeah I just think that I just think it's important to be vulnerable and just to tell the story as it is with people and um because I think in this position um it's very easy to cover things up and act like yeah everything's perfect and I'm perfect Catholic goes to mass and does all these things and what you do but I think that when you start to relay people you know and just the deepest parts of your heart it's very vulnerable but I think that it's part an important part of the story really for sure yeah so I appreciate that vulnerability and I want to talk about another thing that also can be very vulnerable and that is art now many listeners of the show will know that I am horrible at anything drawing you know (laughs) (laughs) I'm not great at that stuff at all but I can I can understand and I can see and, and I know that we're going to, to move this into Garden of Her Womb, but I'm curious to hear about your own like artistic practice, but also the journey that you've taken with art, maybe prior to starting that, because it's, it's so clear that you're very good at it. You have a beautiful sense of what it is that you want to relay, and it can also be very vulnerable as well. So has that always been something that you were into, like art and drawing and illustration? Yeah, well, thank you. Um... Definitely. I I was very blessed that God made my gifts very clear to me in the beginning. You know, I remember being in my kindergarten classroom and I was just drawing. I was probably coloring in something. I can't remember. And like all the kids started to like come around my desk and be like, wow. And I'm like, I was so confused. I was like, can't everybody do this? I was just so taken aback and, and just really naive. But, um, you know, it's beautiful that you, you compliment me on my work because I think that as an artist, like you said, it's very vulnerable. You're literally, uh, you have to dig into those parts of your heart and really put them on a platter for everyone else. Right. And part of that, it's very easy to listen to the enemy's lie. If you're not good enough, you have nothing to share. Very easy to fall into silence. And um, just in my experience of that, when I was um, studying art, like sort of professionally in, in my studies for those whole four years, I felt just completely silent about my faith, which is so interesting now looking at things and I'm like now my faith is like for the world to see. But, um, so yeah, God is so funny. But I just felt uh, I went to a very secular university, completely opposite mm-hmm. to uh, my Catholic school sort of upbringing. So it was a real shock, but I was also 
just um it was art school I love to meet all the crazy characters and <laughs> had a really interesting point of view and the talent and it was just part of me felt like oh my, this is home like this is exactly where I want to be I remember thinking like wow school was like horrible like this is way better than school like these are these are my people like these are my creatives I just really felt at home in a sense but in all of that because I saw that so many people believed in something completely different than I did I really really hid that part of my heart and I sort of went into protective mode and I was like nope like I'm not gonna share this with anybody even though the artworks that I was making were very much about my Catholic faith I, you know I always had sort of this theme of of life and death because my experience with my father, but, you know, digging deeper into those parts of your heart. And, um, yeah, just being a creative, being an artist, it's a prayer in itself. You're always sort of delving deeper into your soul and your heart and really putting that out for the world to see. So, yeah, that's pretty much my journey with art. And then it's never really always been digital drawing, which is what Gardner Pilgrim is. I majored in painting and photography. So I have this very traditional education but also with photography that digital sense so I love putting the two together it's um definitely one of the things in my teaching as well being an art teacher here in Sydney so I love sharing with my students that you know we need to know the foundations we need to know the traditional before you can jump into the contemporary and all the exciting things of virtual reality even now there's just so many amazing things Mm. so yeah a little bit about that journey of art I guess (laughs) (laughs) And that's incredible too, like just to see the ways in which you're able to use art as a prayer. And I'm sure like having spoken to many artists and perhaps like it's a similar type of sensation for you where you're also able to like meditate and pray through what it is. So it's very cyclical almost. Mm -hmm. And perhaps like that's a, a wonderful segue into Garden of Her Womb. Now I was trying to do some really quick math. As I mentioned to you, uh, I was doing some research on your site and you had started Garden of Her Womb in the beginning of this year. And you also mentioned earlier that your son is about 10 months old. So if my math is correct, (laughs) it was around the time, obviously, like you were kind of in that stage of the pregnancy where you're preparing for the arrival of Louis. And then there was this inspiration to start this account And then let's not forget that we're in a global pandemic. So there's (laughs) so much going on. And I guess that's the million dollar question that I'd love to ask is, how did all of this come to be? So I became pregnant at the start of 2020. So before anything to do with the pandemic, it was a beautiful time in the world. (laughs) Everything was open. And I remember the moment I knew I was pregnant, I just, I had this beautiful sense of Our Lady just stepping in right by my side and I remember feeling so much closer to her because I was just I was just like like, this is this is how you felt like this was the joy like and like just being in mass and and being pregnant as well it's it's such an amazing amazing feeling so yeah I became pregnant early 2020 and then the world of the pandemic hit through and it's easy to already like say that it was a time of, of loneliness and you're alone. And again, you can listen to the enemy's lies, especially in motherhood as well. Mm-hmm. Very easy to think that you're alone in this because you're with that, that one baby, just you and them in the middle of the night, whatever it might be. But um, I think for me, it was, it was a really radical way to just be in silence and 
to do nothing <laughs> because because I was nine months pregnant. I could barely move <laughs> at, at this point of, you know, down the track. And um, it was like, okay, so I can't move. I can't go anywhere. I can't see anybody. Um, I'm either going to be watching Netflix all day or I need to do something worthwhile with my life. <laughs> so I think I just, it just threw me into this, okay, I want to use my time here wisely. I don't want to waste this. And almost, Rachel, to be honest with you, it was like, and it has been a two-year-long retreat, in and out of lockdown and at some point of a silent retreat. And, of course, my husband's there and, again, he's working throughout the day. So there was just this beautiful moment of silence. And I think there is where we can really go into the interior life and a deeper relationship with God. And that's what I did. So I picked up every book I could read. I went into podcasts like yours and um, I was just so hungry. I didn't realize how hungry I was for the truth and for a deeper relationship with God, even though I'd had it my whole life. I had Mm. this relationship. And I just think that our faith is just an endless, it's an endless fountain. You can always take something new. I mean, you can read the same passage over and over and take something new from it. So it was a beautiful time. Uh, and it still is, <laughs> it's almost finishing. So I'm interested to see how it's going to transition going back into work and mm-hmm. what my faith looks like when I'm, I'm busy again. And again, like, um, before I became pregnant and all of this, I, I was very much, uh, Sydney is a, is a very go, go, go city. You never stop. You have to work your life away. <laughs> so I think it was just such a dramatic change for me. I was almost like, what do I do with myself? what am I supposed to do all day? So it just came from, yeah, it was a really natural reaction for me. Again, sort of becoming a mother then. And again, you, uh, if, you know, if you're feeding your baby all around the clock, there's a lot of time to just sit and be. And it's very easy to kind of scroll on your phone and just get sucked into that. But I think it was just uh, also becoming a mother was just a natural reaction for me to cling to my prayer. And to sanctify my work and to and to live out my vocation, giving everything to him. I think um, he really gave me that, that grace to go deeper with him and not to waste his time. And he still does. Like there's even I just think this past Lent, this whole season, again, just going deeper and deeper and being a mother is a constant dying to yourself. Mm. It's just a whole new way um, down the path of selflessness and taking up your cross. And it's interesting. Um, I was thinking about this, you know, most people are very willing to take up their cross, but a lot of people aren't willing to be crucified. Mm. So it's an interesting path. I'd I'd seen it my whole life again. I I became an auntie at 12. I I saw motherhood right in the face, you know, but going through it yourself is something completely different and it's unique for everybody. And for me, it was just a pathway to, to get to know him better. I'm so grateful for that. And what a beautiful reflection, too, and perhaps one that only could have come out in such a a crazy time. You know, like like you mm-hmm. mentioned, it's that real silence. You mentioned Sydney, and I'm sure any other city in this world that many of us find ourselves in, and then like the endless scrolling and all of the the mental and visual stimuli that we subject ourselves to it's it's almost as if we just need something to keep us busy perhaps because you know we can take up all the crosses we want and i love that you said that just pierced me right in the heart there too where 
we may be ready to to pick up our cross like you said but are we willing to to really go that distance and and go to that extreme that our lord did on good mm-hmm. friday are we willing to reciprocate that back what a profound reflection thank you wow. no it's all from him so <laughs> thank you <laughs> Yeah. And and what I love about this too is because you mentioned on your website that you felt a strong call not only to go on a creative journey, but you specifically say to share your creative journey. And I think mm. that that's one of the interesting things too is that art in itself can be a very solitary, maybe even private activity. It's something that, you know, you can do on your own. And what was that invitation to go from going through that threshold and crossing over and sharing it with mm the world basically because here i am in canada and we're talking about your art (laughs) yeah i'm just like oh my goodness this is amazing but yeah like what was that moment where you realized this was something i need to share outside of myself like outside of my immediate family oh rachel it's so interesting again it it wasn't one big moment like i'm not going to pretend that god arrived to me and he's like you need to start an instagram and it's going to be called this and which you know we hear so much in, in scripture that that's what it is. <laughs> but um, for me, it was really small, subtle signs. And it built up over a long time of, um, you know, I'm sure my husband would say, like, we had so many conversations. I was like, I just, I just want to do something. I want to do something more. I don't know what it is. I remember maybe just one specific time. There's lots of little ones, but just this one. I am very much not one to get into debates. <laughs> you know, with people online, but just this one uh, situation, I happened to get in a debate over somebody and it was about abortion. And I, I remember we finished this kind of the conversation. And of course you can never have this online. I don't know why I was doing it. It just was what happened. But I remember her saying to me, well, what are you doing about it? Hmm. And it just like pierced me. I was like, what am I actually doing? (laughs) And it's not to say that my work has any correlation or like, it's related to that. I think it's my work's a lot more broad. Right. I think that it just was a lot of small, subtle signs. Mm. And again, it was that all this rich deepening of my faith in an exponential way over the two years, it was bursting at the seams. It's like I had to share it. It was too good not to share. Mm. It also came from a place, Rachel, like I was one of the first people to become a mother sort of in my friendship group so I had my family and they've been an incredible support to me from the beginning it was a way to to show people this is this is what it's like this is what it is this is where my heart is at the moment and it's just can I tell you it's just been so freeing to be your authentic self it's it's very scary thing and of course you can again listen to the enemy's lie of you're going to get ridiculed if you do this you're you should be better off just being silent. You're better off just shutting your mouth and letting other people live their lives. But for me, it was just this way of so completely freeing. And just saying yes to God is just immensely freeing because it just has a greater plan. Again, I didn't plan out any of this. It didn't start as something I wanted to, to sell and share and reach all over the world. It just started as I just want to share what my relationship with God is like right now. Because it's, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed at what he's doing in my life, and I, I hope it just helps other people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well said. And what comes to mind is is certainly just how 
the Lord continues to shine through the work that we do. Every time we do mm-hmm. say yes, even if it is a very tentative, anxiety-fueled, like, I don't know what's going to come out of this, but I'm going to say yes anyway. Just how much, like, how many times over he really allows for himself to shine through the work. And and like you've mentioned so many times already, how it really has been him. You know, like, I feel like every time, every person I talk to, it it seems to be a a similar theme. So that's when you know God knows what he's doing, is that he's really (laughs) leading each of us um, in such unique and beautiful ways, really using the talents that he himself has given to us. And it's just a beautiful reminder that none of this is random. Everything that he's done is so well thought out, so perfectly planned and and curated and executed. And all we have to do is say yes. And there is so much freedom in that. You sort of bring me back and make me think of um, Mother Angelica, Mm -hmm. the founder of EWTN. She she said, I don't want to get to heaven and God say to me, look at what you could have done if you trusted me more. Mm -hmm. So it's that constant, it's that constant saying yes. It's not just one yes, like you said. You know, I've had so many posts where I've written things and I'm like, this is so, this is too much. Is this too much? Like, is this too vulnerable? And it's just that God places things on your heart and everything is is for a reason and it reaches people that you wouldn't even imagine. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. Now, I have some inkling, but I would love to hear your reflection on this. When it comes to the name Garden of Her Womb, Like I said, I have a bit of an inkling, but I'd love to hear what that means to you, uh, where that inspiration came to, you know, of all the things that you maybe could have called your account and Mm. ultimately the work that you do. Why did you choose Garden of Her Womb? Yeah, well, I think you're familiar, Rachel, but um, I have to give credit where credit is due. The Abiding Together podcast is, uh, (laughs) is incredible. They did an amazing, amazing Advent series during 2020. And that particular episode, so they did it, you know, that journey of Advent through Our Lady's eyes. And it just summed up everything for me of how, you know, my relationship was with Our Lady. And yeah, and that particular episode of Garden of Her Womb, I love, I love that concept of that's the place where we can go. And I love envisioning that of like meeting Our Lady in the garden, because that's where Jesus is. So meeting him there as well. Uh, Yeah, for me, it summed up everything. And it was just really, really special to hear them talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they've also been a huge catalyst in, in my own journey. Just I started sort of listening to them when I was on maternity leave or sort of towards the end of my pregnancy. And I'm sure that you find the same with your podcast, Rachel. It's just such a platform to share their hearts and to learn from them. And I'm not sure if it's somewhere I would start if I was just becoming Catholic, but I think in terms of deepening your faith they do a fantastic job and they're they're really doing some great work it's been going on for so long and it's still just you know the work of God is just filtering through so prevalently it's really amazing Mm -hmm, absolutely yeah huge fans of abiding together over here and and I'm sure it must have had like extra extra meaning as you know you mentioned you were on maternity leave like you had you know your own garden and I've never thought of yeah, like pregnancy and, and maternity in that way, but truly just like the, the real beauty of how there is a human who is growing and flourishing within you. How like the mother's body really is that space where, you know, it's cultivating. It's all these words that we use in gardening. 
and here I am speaking as if I am a gardener. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful just to see how, you know, you're you're able to nourish that. So just like that extra meaning being able to be taken upon and then how when you create as well, Vivian, how you're able to breathe life into that in the same way that God breathed life into you, you breathe life into Louis and and just like how you're able to do that through your motherhood, but also as an artist and as a creative. So there's so much depth to it. And and perhaps maybe just as we wrap up this part of the conversation here, your work now has has gotten such reach. Like I was kind of reflecting on this earlier today in preparation and just to see how many different pieces that I've seen, like I was kind of mentioning to you before we got started, when I am scrolling, I instantly know that it's your work just through the simplicity and the real beauty of the designs, but also the colors and just how it is that you reflect alongside. But what has that response been maybe like from other people who have seen your work but also like how has that impacted your own you know motherhood journey yeah wow um the response has been beautiful I don't think that I'm at this exponential kind of point in it and you know where it's reaching all sort of continents but it's reached a lot of people and my favorite part about it is having conversations with those people and just connecting like in real time with people who are viewing your artwork, which I think if my art was in a gallery, I wouldn't be able to do. I'm sure there'd be sort of art critics and reflections, but just to be able to hear the response from people, I mean, some of my favourites is just when they've been so moved to tears from my work or Mm. it's just been really special for me to realise that God's doing something else here, like that was not in my intentions Like I'm very much just riding the wave of whatever he has planned here and he really has more of a hand in it than I do. So just to hear the response from people and to to see so many amazing people, yeah, share it. It's just been really special. And, again, yeah, I just I'm trying to be humble about it. It's so hard. (laughs) I just I don't want to. Yeah. Pretend that I'm this amazing, incredible person who's like done all these things, but, um, just I'm very much the person on the other side of it, of God's work, I guess. I don't know. Well, God is the other person on the side of what I'm doing. But yeah, it just allowed, I think what surprises me the most is how how it has affected the people closest to me. Mm-hmm. So just friends and family being able to have a bit more of an open conversation about things, maybe that they didn't realise that they didn't know was going on because it's it's the hidden life, it's the interior life. And sometimes... You know, I question myself, should I really share it? Again, it's God's plan. So as far as it goes, I think that the people closest to me, being able to have that deeper conversation with them about it, even my husband, sometimes I'm like, okay, you need to check this and read this before I post it because it's about you. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, so that's been really special, I think. It's almost like a visual journey, a visual diary, you know, and I, I wonder what Louis would think about it all. When he's older, just reflecting back or even listening to this. And uh, I think, you know, even God willing, if he blesses me with more children, like if he can do this with one experience of having a child, what is the next one going to be like? So it's just really powerful. Yeah. To see it in my personal life, I think. Mm -hmm. I am so appreciative of your humility, but as many listeners know, I, I just hype everybody up. So please, if you haven't <laughs> followed Vivian yet, and I'm going to share this at the end of the episode as well, but it's at Garden of Her Womb. 
the moments in which I've been able to reflect upon some of the things that you've written, even like, I, I guess like Visio Divina, right? So being able to reflect and, and really pray through art as well as a third party, as an outsider, being able to reflect and view mm. your art, to be able to pray through your art has really been extraordinary. So I'm just so appreciative of that. And as we close here, this whole podcast centers around the feminine genius, and we've talked extensively today about motherhood, but also the ways in which your gifts have really flourished and grown. And I would love to hear, you know, your personal reflection of how you've seen your own personal feminine genius develop over this time that you've been doing art and through your maternity and being a mom. Wow, absolutely. I think um, I remember sort of reading feminine genius for the first time and I was I was so confused at the term. I was like, what does this mean? And, and every time I delve deeper into it, I, I think what you're asking me is, what does it mean to be an authentic woman? And I think the answer is women, regardless of if you're a mother or what stage you are in your life, we're all called to be life givers. We're all called to give life and to be creators. And in that sense, we really do share God's image and likeness in a really special way. And that's actually why women veil mm-hmm. in, in math instead of men because we have the opportunity, we have the potential to bear life mm. and to be life-givers and to share in that creative power. So um, I don't think you can give life without dying to yourself and becoming a mother is a very straightforward example of that. But even also getting married was very, like, it's like a switch. It's like this is what I was made for. I think that is just really powerful in itself. I think that when you become a mother, it's a life-changing moment for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we think of consecrated women as well and the way that they completely surrender their lives to Christ and to give life to the church's spiritual mothers. I think that as women, we're all called to create. And like you said, you might not be the most creative drawer, but it's in different ways. It doesn't mean just being artistic, being a creator means giving life in any situation, any day to day. And to do that, you need to die to yourself in some sense. I mean, Christ has been the ultimate example of that. That's, I think, my reflection. Of course, I think of um, Our Lady and St. Elizabeth as well at the visitation. That to me just encompasses everything that the feminine genius is. That's exactly what our faith is. It's our yes and, and simultaneously, it's that community. It's sort of coming together as women and supporting each other through our yes, but also that beautiful meeting of the church, the, the bride and Christ in the womb. I think that is such a special image for me. And, um, yeah, women have a, a multiple gifts to offer as well. Look, I, in that sense of supporting each other, I, I wouldn't be the person I am or, or where I am without the, the female role models in my life my oldest sisters and, and my mom, of course, my brother and, and my, my dad as well, but um, just particularly having, having such a strong female sense growing up and they're not perfect people either, but just in the flaws and the wounds and all, they just have been a massive support in my life to do the things that I do and to, to give me a vision of what the feminine genius means as well in all facets of life, whatever path to heaven is. So I think the feminine genius flourishes in those supported spaces. Hmm. It's about coming together, supporting each other while we 
die to ourselves and, and create and do all things. So, yeah, I think my family backed me all the way through Gardner for Women. They've been incredible. I owe a lot of that to them and to my husband and to Louis first and foremost as well. So, yeah, that's just a little bit of reflection. That's so well said. And and I love how everything, again, like it's all cyclical. It comes together. And yeah, who could do this but the Lord? So mm -hmm. Vivian, thank you so much for your time today and also just for the brilliant ways in which God is working through you and how you're allowing for yourself to be his instrument. I truly am grateful. And I know that so many other listeners and so many people out there are as well, that you are sharing such an intimate and vulnerable part of you through your artwork and through your account. So thank you so much. And as we close this episode, would you be able to lead us in a prayer? Yeah, absolutely. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us just place ourselves in the presence of our Lord. May we meet him there in the garden of our souls, which he so ten tenderly works to, to make new again and again. Thank you, God, for all the blessings in our lives and, and ask you to sanctify our daily work, especially, Rachel, through this podcast and through the creative journey you're asking to take me on. May you fill the hearts of your faithful and set the hearts of all the listeners of this podcast on fire with your love. Our Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, our Father. All the angels and saints, pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you. Thank you to Vivian Body for joining me on the Feminine Genius Podcast today. As mentioned, Vivian's artwork is extraordinarily beautiful, and her accompanying reflections are always so on point and touching to read. You can follow her on Instagram at Garden of Her Womb and check out more of her work on her website, gardenofherwomb.com. You can find these links in the episode description below. You can learn more about the Feminine Genius Podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at FemGeniusPod. And you can listen and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other platforms. All of this information can be found on our home on the web, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. We'll talk to you soon, and God bless you always.